Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome back to episode 9 of Monday Musings. Your hosts, Irada and Iram, here today. And we have an amazing, amazing speaker to welcome. Mashallah, I'm really excited. Are you excited, Iram? Yes, definitely. Mashallah, tabarakallah. It's uh... Mashallah. Mashallah. And our guest speaker today is Sister Naima Roberts. She is an award-winning author, writer, public speaker, editor, mentor, and coach. She's also founder and editor in charge of The Sisters Magazine. And she has written a number of books. I'm sure you may have come across her books. You must have read at least one of her books. Uh, namely, the, my, my, From My Sister's Lips, From Somalia with Love, and her latest book, mashallah, show up motivational message for Muslim women. And I just want to start with this book, yeah? It has been my loyal companion for the past 15 years from my sister's lips. And subhanAllah, it's amazing. My daughter is nearly 15 and she also read this book recently. And she was mm. like, this is really good. This is really like inspiring because for me, it came at the time when we were searching for books and everything that we came across was heavily referenced, you know, like a fiqh, uh, rules pertaining to fiqh issues. And I remember I was a student and I went to the Islamic bookshop and I picked up this book and I was like, this is something different. This is something completely different. And I start reading it and I was like, I can relate with everything I can resonate. It's like giving voice to the voiceless Muslim women in the West. This was uh, like going back 15 years ago, right? SubhanAllah. Mm. This was the first of its kind inspirational book collection of stories that gave voice to Muslim women in the West. I can say that SubhanAllah. And I'm saying that because every story, every book has a story every book has a story so sister naima mashallah i wanted to um tell us the story behind your latest book what is who is it for and why did you write it and what is the context sister Irode. it's uh, beautiful to hear that from my sister's lips has been uh, a part of your journey, uh, as it has been with, mashallah, many, many, many other sisters uh, and brothers uh, and their families. Alhamdulillah, it's a, a great blessing to have been part of that journey. Um, and uh, actually, it's interesting because if you remember, the dedication on uh, the from my sister's lips is to my husband, husband. the wind yes. beneath my wings. That's what I call yes. him. And, um, and the story behind this book, which is really not a follow-up to From My Sister's Lips because it's a completely different type of book, but it's the, the really the, the, the next, it's the second, only my second non-fiction book for adults. So in that sense, it kind of comes on the heels of From My Sister's Lips. And it is uh, the story of the, the chapter in my life that began when he passed away, Allah Yarhamu. And 
it's really about the lessons I learned about resilience, about gratitude, about you know, the importance of choosing your identity and not allowing circumstances to, to dictate how you live and how you see yourself um, and, and, and your place in the world. Uh, and none of that would have happened if he was still here. That's the fact of it. Um, and even that, that, that reflection on the test being something that is sent to refine you and to make you into a better person, better version of yourself, uh, even a test uh, like losing your spouse. That is the story really behind um, the principles in Show Up because I learned those lessons um, you know, in this latest chapter. And the book itself, as it says, is a motivational message to Muslim women. And the message really is, you know, you get this one chance at this life don't sleepwalk through it. Don't go on autopilot. Don't live as the victim. Claim your identity as the hero of your life story and start showing up authentically, ready to take on this life that you've been given, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. And it really is for every woman in the world. Um, even, you know, teenagers can benefit from it. I think brothers can benefit from it, but I wrote it really to try to share some of the lessons that I've learned and also what I've been teaching my clients in my coaching programs, because I've seen the impact of changing the way you think about things and how that can, you know, your thoughts affect your emotions and your emotions affect your experience of the world. So if we can harness our thoughts, we can change the way we feel and thus change how we actually experience the world around us, even in bad times. Inshallah, tabarakallah. Um, and uh, I've like all of us have followed uh, your work, and uh, I was actually in one of the, uh, in in the courses, be the hero. So alhamdulillah, I've I've had Yay. the honor <laughs> to <laughs> actually learn uh, directly from you uh, before this book, Mashallah tabarakallah. And um, on 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 our Instagram lives, we did we did touch up briefly upon the sections uh, where you how you teach the reader to show up. Uh, if you would like to, you know, let us know. Definitely, because the book is, you know, very much a manual. Um, you know, it's it's almost like a workbook. It's like a coaching manual. So, I, of course, I tell my story at the beginning, but the second half of the book really is teaching these six principles, um, these six steps for showing up um, in your life. And throughout the book, I'm asking you questions. I'm giving you space to answer them. There's, you know, copious space for notes. Uh, and everyone I've spoken to, subhanAllah, has been saying how they've been using those note pages. You know, they've been reflecting on the questions because this this book is, is not written for entertainment. It's written for you to get tangible benefit and really be able to transform the way that you see yourself and the way that you see your life. And, you know, if 10 people can do that, 100, 1,000, 10,000, a million people can do that, for themselves, our societies will be transformed because a lot of the time we're looking for answers to our society's problems from outside. We're hoping someone is going to come and fix this. 
is it the local imam is it the, the the local mayor is it the head of the household is it whoever someone else has to come and fix this because this is not working and this is typically how most of us behave and if that person does not come and fix it then well it's not my fault it's not my job to fix it it's it's so and so so and so is supposed to do it so and so's responsibility to take care of me to take care of this and I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very strongly against that mindset because it disempowers you. And the reality is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of all the worlds, he created us with free will. And he created us with the power to choose. That is free will. Free will is the power to choose, to make decisions based on thinking things through, weighing things up and making a decision. Animals don't do that. Animals behave on instinct. They're programmed a certain way. You know, th this happens, there's an automatic response. Human beings are not like that. We don't have automatic responses programmed into us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can get, you know, uh, um, responses programmed into us by our education, by our upbringing, by our culture, by our environment. But even if we've been programmed, the great thing about human beings is that we can change our programming. Animals yeah. can't. <laughs> well, we can change their programming, but they can't do it themselves, you know? So, yeah. so subhanAllah, so for me, opening more people's eyes to the fact that they have a lot more control about their life, you know, more control of their life experience than they know, than they think, that is a huge, um, a huge part of my work because I've, I've seen the results when people take back control of their sphere of influence, of you know, their mindset, of the way that they approach things, of the way that they respond to things, it's transformative. And the thing is your life can change without your life needing to change, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one thing that you said earlier really stood out to me personally, you know, the lessons that you have learned, the experience that you have collected and internalized after the death of your husband, yeah, subhanAllah. And these things, it would not be part of you today if he didn't die, right? If he didn't die, subhanAllah. And like you said, you know, the, the incidents happen, event happen. Life has never been a smooth ride journey for anybody yeah Allah says it you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in hardship you know and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us this life is for a test but it's not what happens in your life it's how you see it from exactly. what lens you yeah. look at it exactly. and how you internalize <laughs> it and subhanallah it's true there are people you know living in um war zones or living in a very difficult situations and internally they could be some of the most happiest people on earth right content yeah. because they they look at it differently like as a test from yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they yeah. internalize it okay this my um you know uh, Allah will compensate for me mm -hmm. you know this mm -hmm. for me in the hereafter subhanallah I really really and the book mashallah it sounds really interesting because i love the journaling part you're saying that it's got like you know sections for people to mm. journal right i am a yeah. big fan of i love journaling i love writing and i think in this day and age this is what we have been missing uh, not just muslims right i'm talking about just 
people in this day and age, we have become uh, uh, people in this you know, hustle culture, in and out of the house, in and out of the car, you know, drop the kids off, pick them up, do this, do that. everything has become autopilot, yeah? There's mm. no time to sit and reflect and breathe sometimes. And it is very important that we bring that back to our lives. We mm. pause, we stop and bring that back to our lives. Because I was researching lately, you know, about in Islam, the tafakkur and tadabur, the, the different meanings of these uh, words, like what does it really mean? And the, the vocabulary in the Arabic language for you know, describing the different um, aspects of, of our mental fac faculty is vast, oh. right? And I just oh. read a quote from um, our uh, mindfulness journal which is coming inshallah which says that uh, an integral part of our preparation for the hereafter is by reflecting tafakkur or remembering tadakkur or examining nadar or meditating which is ta'amul contemplating itibar and deliberating and internalizing tadabbur yeah mm -hmm. and pondering which is in arabic like istibsar and each of these words represent different shades of mental activity yeah mm -hmm. and this involves like some form of remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the purpose of which is to you know purify the heart and getting rid of like negative thoughts mm -hmm. And for that, we need books like this, you know? We need mm. books like, it's like a tool, like you said, right? Manual, because it's easy to say like, okay, we need to be grateful, we need to be resilient, we need to be this, we need to be that, right? But how can, how can Muslim women show up for themselves in their daily life? We need some like, you know, steps, like simplicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I love, I love what you said about the, uh, you know, these different, you know, mental activity, uh, different ways of, 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 yeah, of reflecting on our existence and kind of where we've come from, and where we're going, etc. And I know, uh, Iram, you remember that, you know, part of the Be The Hero program, a big part of it was, you know, reflecting on a gratitude. Uh, gratitude was huge uh, in the program. Gratitude has been huge for me. Gratitude is, is for me that, that one thing that, changed my experience of losing my husband um, from you know uh, an unbearable you know earth-shattering um, end to a hopeful beginning of a new chapter um, and the thing is it's it's okay for the two realities to exist at the same time because yes it was earth-shattering it was life-changing you know, it's, it's something that, you know, you could say we never recovered from. Not that life didn't go on, it did, but it's a new life. And I think that force, oh, I'm going to get emotional now. I think we yearn for that smoothness that you talked about, Sister Rode. You know, we yearn for, we yearn for the ease. And I think Allah created us that way, he knows. Yes. You know, as human beings, we yearn for the ease, you know, we yearn for the happy ending, we yearn for the ease, we yearn for, 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 for all the, the, the good, right? So nobody enjoys the test. Nobody asks for the test, you know, um, and, I, and I, I hope that people don't take, 
you know, my stance as saying like, oh, get over it kind of thing. Because it's, it's not about that. It's, it's coming to a realization that this is the sunnah of life, of this life here. This is the DNA of this life. There will be disruption. There will be loss. I always quote uh, um, Alia Umrayan um, on this uh, issue. There's the, the host from uh, Honest Tea Talk um, because she, she first said this in a talk and I just took it and I ran with it, which is, you know, every one of us is in one of three states. I say this in the book. We've either been tested we're currently being tested or we're going to be tested. And that will always be the case, no matter who you are in the world, how wealthy you are, married, not married, young, old, black, white, green, brown, you, you will be in one of these three states and no doubt you will experience loss in your life. There is, there's no doubt about it because this life is not, is, is temporary, right? People, people, things, opportunities, experiences, they will come into your life and they will go, right? So. It's not so much, you know, as I said, you know, the fact that it is life changing and the fact that you, you know, you will never kind of, life will never go back to how it was. It will never be the same, but life can continue and life can still be good and life can still be worth living. I think that is the big lesson that I learned, certainly that gratitude taught me, you know, other things that we did in the program and I talk about this in the book, is the, the concept of acknowledging yourself and celebrating yourself and learning how to love, respect and cherish yourself. That's a skill that we were never taught, most of us growing up. Like it's not even something that, you know, people even talk about much, but being able to acknowledge Allah's blessings on you and, and, and being grateful and happy with how he made you, the uniqueness of who you are and what you bring to the table and acknowledging that, you know what, actually, this is how I have already been showing up because that's something else that I say is, you know, I'm telling you to show up, but really, all I'm really telling you to do is to acknowledge yourself when you are showing up and do it more because most of us, you know, we're cr criticizing ourselves, we're comparing ourselves, you know, we're saying we're not as good as so-and-so, we're not enough, we da 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 and I'm saying, no, you are, you are, you're doing it. You're doing it right now. The reason you're not happy is that you don't acknowledge that you're doing it and you don't realize that you're making a choice to do it. You think I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. No, no, you're doing the right thing because mashallah, you're a good person and you make good choices and you do say nice things and you do nice things for people. And it sounds so basic, right? It sounds so basic and obvious, but the thing is, people do these things, they don't acknowledge them. And then they, they, when they look at themselves in the mirror, they see a bad person. They see a person who doesn't have worth, who's not important, who doesn't do anything great because they don't acknowledge the things that they are already doing. You see, does, you, does that make sense? Yes, uh, it, it does make sense. And I think one of the things that we women do is from early on, from when, from when you're young girls, toddlers, we, we are programmed to put our worth into somebody's agreeableness to us. <laughs> so you are a good daughter. Mm. You are a good sister. You are a good friend. Unless until it's coming from outside, I'm not able to tell myself I'm, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And the women who have that confidence to know from the very get-go are rare 
they're really rare subhanallah yeah. a lot of us we come after the grill and the grinding of understanding that my worth is not into somebody telling me that i'm worth it it's from coming going, going to come from within me and i say this that women are programmed to be pleasers and alhamdulillah for that it's a good thing it's a very good thing because otherwise may allah help our husbands and but the thing that we need to work on is with pleasing focus on the reason for pleasing whoever you're trying to please and mm-hmm. and, and our and i say this in urdu a lot that change your kaaba and qibla because mm-hmm. people are always going to keep rotating so you can keep rotating around something that's already in motion mm-hmm. you are going to collide and you're going to collapse mm-hmm. it's only the kaaba that you can keep rotating around because it's fixed it's <laughs> you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained that for us yeah. so i, I like think mm-hmm. uh, show up alhamdulillah tells us that very very nicely very genuinely and you begin with this in the book as well because i've i've got alhamdulillah i was able to read a few pages from it mashallah tabarakallah it is for everybody who is ready to hear and even it is good for everybody who's not ready to acknowledge that this is this is talking to me it <laughs> yeah. is so gentle <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you i'm glad it comes across as gentle um i mean when i was recording the audio version uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, i was uh, i was firstly i felt like i was coaching myself <laughs> because i'm hearing myself in in my ears but i i do think that it it is that i mean it's it's my typical kind of style i guess you know i will be honest but you know it's always coming from a good place and and the thing is i believe in everyone you know i believe that allah has created good in all of us and it's that 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 that's that wonder woman she's inside she's there yes. i don't have to create her i don't have to pretend to be somebody else to find her she's already there it's just that she's been ignored and we've been focusing on the, because I, another thing i believe is that we all have different versions of ourselves that we kind of swap out and we have a lower version of ourselves and we have a higher version the lower version of ourselves is the one who is in fear and in self doubt and is living in negative emotions and the higher self is the one who has faith who has courage who's generous who's brave patient hard working and again the two can exist at the same time I have them within me. I'm sure you do, Iroda. I'm sure you do, Iram. We all have them in us at the same time. It, the question is, which one will lead the way? Is it going to be the lower self leading the way or the higher self leading the way? When the lower self leads the way, we're usually unhappy and we're unfulfilled. When the higher self leads, we are in growth, we are in motion, we are evolving, we are connected, we're showing up. That really is, I guess, the, we could just, take the whole book and shrink it to that principle you know let your higher self firstly find your higher self get to recognize her see her and let her lead life will be better if you let her lead trust me <laughs> yeah yes panala and uh, Aaron, i love the an- analogy that you gave change your kaaba and qibla yeah mashallah and what i find what i find really inspirational for me personally is we learn best from reading other people's inspiring stories yeah subhanallah and that that's why this 
this book became so popular, I remember, in the UK, because mm. this was not like this is how you pray Salah and this is how you uh, make wudu and this is how you, you know, like this was this was something different. Like we could mm. see the stories, we could read the stories of ordinary Muslim women in this book. And when you share something, when you, you know, when you share a reflection from your heart, it's always going to have an impact on, on other people's mm. thinking, you know, because this is when people can relate. This is the message people can resonate. I, I, like I'm saying, you know, there are hundreds of books for Muslim women in the market. Mm -hmm. But what stands out is you talk in a language that is easy for them to understand. You talk in a way that they can relate and resonate. Yes, these are my challenges, you know, these are my struggles. And yes, I am who I am with all my insecurities, with all my faults, with all my shortcomings and my weaknesses and my strength and my, you know, victories. I am who I am and Allah created me. There is room to improve and I am going to choose, you know, to be the best version of myself. And I, I think that's always going to be directly related on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for me at least right it's, it's like that spiritual awakening comes with your relationship with your improved relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because like I said you like you said you are unique right subhanallah there's no other Naima Roberts in the world who you know was born in South Africa then moved to Leeds mm -hmm. then grew up in Zimbabwe and you know is the author and million other women can say it the same message but I love your style the way you write it your stories you know put mm -hmm. together and is this book similar, like he's saying, you know, it, it, is it similar to, I haven't got my copy yet, but I'm looking forward to it, mashallah, in two days, uh, keep publishing, I keep checking, and I was like, okay, yes. it's coming, right, I yes, keep publishing, yeah. but how, yeah, how, how similar is it in, in the way that sharing that personal struggles, personal reflections, and like, uh, like a story, you know, your style is like narrating it like a story. Is it how similar say, or how different is it? <laughs> Rhoda's like, I need my from my sister's lips fix. Am I going to get my from my sister's lips fix? Uh, well, it's much shorter uh, than from my sister's lips. It's a very slim volume, actually. Uh, it does have stories in it. Uh, I do share a lot of personal things in it. Um, but I'm actually working on the second edition uh, of Show Up already. Uh, and the second edition, inshallah, is going to include a lot more stories from other women like Sister Iram uh, and other graduates from my program, mashallah, you know, reflecting on, on kind of their journeys. But yes, it does have the stories. It's a very personal book. It's very personal. It's my personal story. Uh, I'm very honest about, you know, kind of my, my, my journey, my feelings, kind of what I took from X, Y and Z. And then it's directly speaking to the reader it's it's you now let's talk about you <laughs> and so it's it's more like I'm giving you know this is what happened with me now let's 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 look at how this affects you how does this resonate with you how does this make sense in your life and and now what can you take from this and use to make your experience of this life a more fulfilling one inshallah but you'll have to read it to see to say Rhoda 
You I have will, to tell us. I'm looking forward to no, 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 this is not, I am this is really not the excited. thing. <laughs> inshallah, I am looking forward to it, honestly. Inshallah, like I said, I can relate and resonate most with stories of, um, you know, inspiring women of the past and present this is like mm -hmm. okay you know and this is why we read the the stories of uh, you know female companions of the prophet and we look at their examples but we need more stories of present life you know like mm -hmm. our children need more uh, role models like i have daughters growing up right i have five mashallah and um, we need role models and that this is very important we need Muslim women who can share their vulnerabilities in in stories you know there's nothing uh, to shy away and this is I find that this is when we share our vulnerable moment this is when we empower others this is like you know mm. when we live impact right this is this happened yeah, yeah. and and there's no need to be like to keep up that pretense and be strong with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know mm. you can't be like humble and beg him and ask him you know help me through this and mm -hmm. I think these are the kind of stories that we need to hear more because mm -hmm. that's what really penetrates into the heart and mm -hmm. that's that's where it lives the impact is like yes you know uh, and mashallah she's been through this and my situation my life is you know not not as bad you know I can't get up I can't do better mm -hmm. I can't become better yeah. mashallah I love it. Now all you need to do yeah. is read the book. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, mashallah. And another thing that I, one more thing that I want to add is um, the heart, the state of the heart. Because yes, we read books and we get inspired. We start thinking, we, yeah. we change our way of thinking and we want to do more, we want to be more, but the state of the heart is always changing, right? And the, the level of iman in your heart is always changing. And sometimes we do hit our rock bottom. And in that situation, it's very important, like you said, to recognize that situation and not label yourself as um, being ungrateful, you know, a, a bad Muslim. A failure. A failure. Yeah, a failure. Mm -hmm. Because you are experiencing that low level of Iman in that particular moment. Mm -hmm. It does not equal you. If you are experiencing low level of Iman, it does not make Irada Ahmed, for example, a bad Muslima for her entire life. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. It makes that I am having a difficult situation at this very yeah. moment. And I can still seek Allah's forgiveness, you know, and help me get through this. And uh, what I always say is just make dua about for the heart. You know, Allahumma maqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala dinik. Allahumma ya musarif al-qulub, sarif qulubi ala ta'atik. Like the state of the heart is always changing. So we should be constantly making dua for our heart because in the end, the, the heart, the soul is belongs to Allah. Your cult belongs to Allah. And Allah is the one who can control it, who can change it, who can turn over it. So it's very important to recognize that the, the Prophet ﷺ said, you know, Iman is like a, a water that boils in a kettle going up and down. 
that's the state of life and uh, i love that message mashallah coming from you alhamdulillah thank you so much sisters jazakallah khairan for your time alhamdulillah um so sister naima i would like you to just uh inshallah give us the time uh by the time i think this will be released inshallah the book will be out the launch will be done inshallah ta'ala and we can find your books on mashallah tabarakallah amazon q publishing as well yeah. as uh, yeah. uh, everywhere deposit everywhere everywhere, yeah, everywhere actually if you type in show up and you put my name it will come up on Barnes and Noble, Waterstones, uh, Book Depository, as you said. And I do believe that all the Islamic bookshops have placed orders. Uh, so if you're in Malaysia, our corner bookstore will have it. If you're, you know, if you're in wherever you get your Islamic books normally, if you normally go to Dar es Salaam, etc., they will have it, inshallah, probably mid-March uh, is when they will receive their stock. But definitely in time for Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. And they're in all three formats, right? If I'm not wrong, they're in it's audiobook. In, it's not in audiobook yet. That hasn't been released. That will be coming. I wonder when it's coming, actually. I wonder if we'll be able to have the audiobook out for Ramadan. I'm not sure. We'll see. But that's done. Uh, we just have to see when it's going to be released. But right now, it's the hardback, the paperback, and the Kindle version. Mashallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring barakah through this book to you infinitely and to everybody who reads it and who benefits from it. Jazakallahu khair. Thank you so much. Mashallah. And to the audience who are tuning in to this podcast, please run and get your copies. Yes, Allah, this is an amazing preparation workbook for Ramadan to awaken your spirituality, to uplift your iman. And if this is a journal style, I, I, I'm sure, inshallah, I am going to love this book. So all the links where you could buy this book will be uh, in the description box of this YouTube video. Or if you are tuning in via the podcast, check Amazon and Cube Publishing and all the other bookstores show up motivational message for Muslim women by Naima Robert. So run and get your copies today, inshallah. Sister Naima, jazakumullah khair for your time and effort. It has been an honor to have you on our podcast. I have really enjoyed this conversation, mashallah, with both of you ladies. And I look forward to um, connecting with you again in the future, inshallah. Inshallah, jazakumullah khair for having me. It was lovely. Okay, salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.